Well, what do you think? Do I, do I look like King Charles? <laughs> yeah, he, got, he got lost in his vestments, and I'm, I'm lost in these. Uh, today, we've got one of the all-time great one-liners that we keep on hearing in the Bible over and over again today. It's a little different form, but it's the same message. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And of course, the human cynic in each one of us is going to say, well, you know, it might be a little late for that. Yeah. We're, we're living in, in the age of anxiety. We are living with still great famine. We are now worried about great floods and great droughts. Again, last night, there was another massacre. We've got cause to be anxious. We've got cause to be a little bit sick and cynical. And yet the, the answer to our anxiety is the very next line he gives us. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Why? Here's what you need to do. Have faith in God. Have faith in me. It's as simple as that. One of the reasons we are so incredibly anxious is because we are unmoored. We are unattached. Every generation and every individual today thinks that they've got to create their own meaning for their life, and we find ourselves in a nihilistic society where nothing means anything because we're not anchored. We're not attached. And so Jesus is saying very clearly, attach yourself to me. Have faith in me, and, and I will anchor you, and I will give you strength. Why? Why? Where are we going to find this strength? Where are we going to find this anchor? Where are we going to find this faith? Well, in my father's house. Come on, I'm going to show you where I live. Because in my father's house, there are, there are many dwelling places. There are many mansions. If that were not so, I would have told you what I have told you, that I'm going to prepare a place for you. There is a place for us. I recall Tony singing to Maria. There's a place for us, somewhere a place for us. I could remember as my mother was getting older, she was worried about a place for her. Today we've got a whole organization called A Place for Mom. And the place that my mom wanted to be was in my house. So she came to live with me in, in the rectory at, uh, at, uh, in, in, in Kankakee. It was, my, it was my place for mom. Where are we called to go? God's place. Where is his place? Today we're dealing with uh, two great philosophical biggies. One is time and one is place. Now you've heard me preach ad nauseum about time. Uh, we know that uh, there is no tomorrow. Yeah. Jesus and God says in, in my eyes, uh, uh, a thousand years are like a day or, or a breath on the scale. It, it counts for nothing. And the man puts the sign up and he says, uh, uh, come to my store and I will give you a thousand dollars tomorrow. And the man reads it and he comes back the next day and he, he says, give me my thousand dollars. And he says, read the sign. Don't make me explain that. There's no tomorrow. Doesn't exist. 
There's no past. The past does not exist. It's happened, it's gone, it's not coming back. Uh, the only way we can make the past exist is by we bringing and dragging into the present our angers, our resentments, and all the things that we think we can't live without, the hurts that we keep on sucking on. That's the past that we can drag, but we can only drag it where? Into the present, because that's all there is. It is the razor's edge of life. Thomas Merton referred to it as the, the palace of nowhere. And of course, we know that when we, when we uh, dissect nowhere, we come up with two words, now, here. That's all there is, is this moment, now and here. Eckhart Tolle has been telling us about the power of now, and there's great power in that. But today, I want to look at something different. Today, I want to look at the power of place and how important place is in our lives. We're told that to exist in any way is to be somewhere. It's to be somewhere. If we exist, we have to be someplace. And, and, and the thing about the word place is that it's, it's multidimensional, but it is incredibly, really important. Now, now normally, when we think of place, we think of a, of a physical space. Right now, we are in a physical space. Right now, we're in a physical place. And, 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 uh, and it's, it's, it's a lovely place. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord God of hosts. This is the, the place of God. And, and unless you're a mystic or unless you're in Jesus after the resurrection, you don't do by location. You can only be in one place at one time. I mentioned earlier that we were worried about a place for my mom, and, and she made me make a promise when she was living with me in Kankakee before she died that she would not send me to that place. That place was a nursing home. And I told her, Mom, you know, I can't, I can't make that promise. I can't promise to you that I, because I, I, I don't know. But you know, living in Kankakee is, is a whole different world than living up here, because there was a whole parish that took care of her who came to her. even the doctor made house calls that she was able to stay with me right to the very end and in the end because I was in the right time and the right place she didn't die in a nursing home she died with the sisters of the holy heart of Mary in Kankakee who run St. Mary's hospital they brought her into the convent and she was able to die with the elderly sisters I said mom you are not in a nursing home you're in the house of God. This is as good a place as you can be. And she died with just great peace. So that's one sense of place, a, a physical place that we are, we are in right now. But there's another sense of place, and it's, it's much more mental. It's, it's much more uh, imaginational. We are, we are all physically right here, right now. But mentally, I dare to say, there may be one or two of you who are somewhere else, <laughs> who may have drifted off. And your mind is a thousand miles from here. And I'd like to say to you all, pay attention, I'm talking here. <laughs> this, and I always have to smile at kids when they come to confession. They go, Father, I, my mind is going all over the place. My mind wanders all the time at Mass. And I go, get in line, kid. My mind wanders and I'm saying the Mass. 
my mind was wandering at the first half of this homily. I don't know, where am I going? Of course it's going to wander. And I say, now here's the contemplative practice. Every time your mind wanders, gently, gently, don't beat yourself up. This is not a sin. This is being a human being. Bring it back to the center. Wanders again, bring it back to the center. Wanders again. If you do that a hundred times during a homily, you've heard a really good homily if you've never heard a word I've said. Because now you're being present. Right here, right now. Sometimes the physical place bumps into the mental place, and that's what we find in the first reading today. I, I just got a smile when I, when I read that section out of the Acts of the Apostles, because, I mean, we're talking a baby church. They're just founded, and they are laying everything at the feet of the apostles, and this is heaven on earth, and nobody is going without anything, and what do we find today? It doesn't take long. It can't take very long. All of a sudden... The Hellenists and the Hebrews are each at each other's throats. Welcome to the Catholic Church. <laughs> and, 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 and the Hellenists, those are the people who are from the diaspora and they speak Greek. Are, 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 and they're the minority group and they are now complaining because the majority group, the, the Hebrews who speak Aramaic, seem to be in first place. They are the ones who are getting fed first. And they want to know what about us, ubi est mea, where's mine? We want to be, we want to be moved up in another place. And that's a, both a physical and a mental mindset. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really ironic because what is Jesus, this, they're so close to what Jesus was saying. When you go to a banquet, do not seek the places of honor. Don't go to the first place, go to the last place. They know that message, they've heard that message, but we you see, we are so slow on the uptick. We are so slow to get the message. They didn't get it. I've often said for Catholics, the first shall be last and the last shall be first means absolutely nothing because the people who are sitting in the back of the church will be the first ones to get out. <laughs> it takes us a long time to get it. Our problem is, we like our places, especially if it's our place, especially if it's my place. And I, I must confess, I love living in Wheaton and in the house that I've lived in because I live in a house that my mom and dad built in 1950 in Wheaton for $13,000. Have we gotten our money's worth or what? <laughs> I'm still in the same house. And when I walk into that house, I could be in second grade again. I could still see the hole in the door that my brother Joe pushed the table through because he was mad at me. It's still there. I got it covered up with a plastic thing, but it's still there. There's some incredible security about being in your place. I dare say, even in this wonderful intentional community, uh, you don't always sit in different places every Sunday. I imagine some of you are sitting in the same place you were last Sunday. And, and if you want to see that in spades, go to any parish on a Saturday night and see where they're sitting. And God forbid you're sitting in someone else's place. When, when, I, when I was at St. Isidore, I honestly saw a parishioner come back, come back and said to somebody, I know I'm a little late, but you're in my place. Move. And if you think that's bad, go to the bingo game. 
You talk about sitting in a place. There's something we like, but we don't want the cheap seats. We want ringside. We're willing to pay for it. We want to go to first place. Well, today, Jesus is painting a picture of a place for us. Where is our place? So he's painting, basically, in my father's house, there are many mansions, many dwelling places. What's the first thing you picture in your mind? Well, the first thing you picture in your mind is a picture of heaven. And the angels are playing. The, and no matter how hard we try to get rid of it, no matter how sophisticated theologically we are, it's still going to go back to that. I can remember Sister Malachi in my third grade CCD class at St. Michael's in Wheaton telling us, oh, when you go to heaven, she's painted this picture, you get to see the beatific vision. And we said, oh, that's wonderful. What is it? She said, you get to look at God all day long. We thought, sounds boring to me. All day long. Yeah, for all of eternity, you get to stare at God and go, oh, thank you very much. We see it as a place. Yeah, and, and no less of a, of a, of a, of a theologic, theologian than John Paul II says, don't, don't go there. Matter of fact, John Paul was saying, don't, don't, don't think of hell as a place. That's what he was actually talking about. Don't think of hell as a place. Hell's not a place. You're not going to go to a place where there's a devil with a pitchfork burning you, and yet that's the image we've got. It's a place. He says, no, it's a state of mind. And then he went on to say there are people today who are very much alive in hell, for they're filled with anger and bitterness and resentment and accusation and hatred. And that's absolutely hell, because now they are cut off from the source of life for the rest of humanity. Well, they're not really cut off, but in their mind they are. In their mind, they, and that's, that's hell. That's just hell. Heaven is not a place either. It's a state of mind. It's a state of union and, and communion. It's a wonderful, incredible state. So when Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, I'm going to put you in the place where I am. I'm going to give you my place. And, 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 and where is it? Where is your place? When he's saying it clearly, foxes have dens, the birds have nests, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. It's not a physical place. Then where is it? Where do you stay? When John the Baptist told his disciples, you go follow Jesus, and they left John the Baptist, and they literally bumped into Jesus. They didn't know what to say. And so they went, where do you stay? Where's your place? Where do you dwell? Where do you live? Where do you feel your security? Where do you take your source of life? What's he say? Come and see. Come on, I'll show you. And for three years, he's trying to show them. And talk about slow on the uptake. For three years, they still don't get it. And so today, he knows he's going to be going to the Father. He knows that he is going to be going to his place. And he wants to take them with him. And so he says to them in no uncertain terms, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I do, I will come back and take you with me so that where I am, you may also be. And now you know, now you know where I'm going. And now you know the way. And Thomas says, ah, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How do we know the way? He says, oh, Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. Whoever 
believes in me will have life eternal. And whoever sees me has now seen the Father. And Philip pipes up. Uh, uh, show us the Father. That'll be enough. Philip, I've been with you for three years. Honest to God, talk about slow on the uptake. Three years, and you still don't know that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. When you see me, you see the Father. And I'm now inviting you into the dance. I'm going to let you into my house. I'm going to let you into my place. I'm going to give you the intimacy of who I am. Who is he? He is the temple of the living God. When he's casting out the money changers in the temple, he tells them, you destroy this temple in three days, I will rebuild it. What's he talking about? His temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit, the dwelling place of God, the secret hiding place of God. It is the hiding place that we still can't see. We still think God's out there. He's not. And he's saying it on, and then Peter picks up today. In today's uh, second reading, we hear Peter saying, don't you know that you're living stones? You're the body of Christ in space and in time. You have the indwelling of God. And it cannot be separated from you. You, you are now attached to the, to the keystone, to the cornerstone, the building rejected by the builders. Psalm 118, Peter is quoting Psalm 118. The building is rejected by the builders is the keystone. What's the keystone without which we are not who we are? I believe in my heart that the keystone of our faith, the cornerstone of our faith, the solid rock in which we are built is the incarnation. And as I've told you when I was a little kid, I always thought that incarnation had something to do with evaporated milk. No. <laughs> God dwelling in us cannot be separated from us. It's not that we are going out there, it's we are going in here. The old Star Trek movie used to say, go boldly, go, go, to, to boldly go where no one else has ever gone before. Well, we are called to boldly go, not into outer space, but into the inner place, into the secret room where your Father dwells to close the door and speak to the Father, and then come forth and this is the kicker, this is the kicker, to do what he did. You are going to be able to do what I do, and even more. What's left to be done? Huh. The list is legion. Well, maybe the fullness of redemption has taken place, but redemption is not done by any long stretch of the imagination. Another seven people were killed yesterday. We can do something about this. We can do something about this. There's still famine throughout the world where people are starving today. We can do something about this. Wars are still raging. We can do something about this. All we need to do is go to the place. Well, there's a, there's a place for us. Somewhere, a place for us. Hold my hand, and I'll take you there. Hold my hand, and we're halfway there. 
somehow, some way, somewhere, where, here, when, now.